Hey, welcome to the Stinky Tofu Podcast. I'm your host, Daniela, and this is the bonus episode of Season 1. Throughout our first season, I interviewed multiple food entrepreneurs, and I really love the conversations that came out of it. So when Kat reached out to me and told me about her business, I decided, you know what? Why not? Let's try and have this impromptu interview. So Kat Mixese is known as the charcuterie queen. She is the owner of the catering company, Cruelty-Free Charcuterie, and in this episode, we talked about how the plant-based diet has evolved to become mainstream and just as bougie as gourmet meats and cheese. Now, I have to admit, the quality of this audio isn't the greatest, but we tried to make do with editing. I hope you like it. I'm super excited to have Kat here. We're going to be talking about charcuterie boards and the plant-based diet. Uh, Thank you, Kat, so much for joining us. Uh, Kat has um, a food service business, catering business, whatever you want to call it, whatever label you prefer, (laughs) (laughs) called Cruelty-Free Charcuterie based outside of Portland. Is that right? That's correct. It's um, it's based in Vancouver, Washington, 15 minutes outside of Portland, Oregon. Awesome. So tell me, tell me more about yourself and, uh, and about the project, how you got started, what exactly that you do, and all that good stuff. So uh, by day, I actually am an, an event experience creator. Um, so that goes anywhere from actual in-person events, virtual events. Um, and I also do like launch plans for clients who are looking to have an experience thing, right? Um, so when I, well, how Cruelty Free Charcuterie came about was uh, when I used to live in Los Angeles, that is where I'm originally from, born and raised, is that my family, I come from a very big Filipino family. So when you think Filipino, you think food, you know, like they're, they're really wanting to like have parties. There's always a party. Like you breathe air, there's a party. You, know, <laughs> you have a baby, there's a party. You graduate, there's a party. You get an A on your, your you know, your exam, there's a party, you know. So um, a lot of the times I used to make uh, charcuterie boards, cheese and charcuterie board plates. And when I moved up to Portland, you know, my lifestyle did really change um, a couple years before I had moved to Portland um, because I had PCOS and I probably still have it, it's, you know, to be determined. And, and what happened is that there were so many chemicals in meat and hormones that I wasn't getting my period. Mm. Um, by the way, I don't, like, there's never too much TMI, so if I'm telling you too much, cut me off, okay? No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't getting a, you know, meat was like a big thing and I had to cut it out. Meat was a big thing and I had to cut it out. So um, by doing that, I was like, okay, I have to find another option. So when I moved here um, to the Pacific Northwest, most of my friends, if not all of them, are vegan. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what do I bring to our gatherings now? Because I can't bring cheese and charcuterie. That's rude. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to be rude. Um, so I really had to think about it. And, at, you know, this is only, this business has only really been a business for the last, I want to say, year and a half. Mm-hmm. So within that year and a half, like, the options for cheese have changed. The options yeah. for meat has changed. Like, the game has changed for, the like, cruelty-free charcuterie world, you know? So it's given me more options, but it's also highlighted for me, like, the experience that I can provide for people where 
you're not seeing this as like, oh, it's not she's or it's not me. It's like, cool. Yeah. We have a snack board going on here. And who doesn't like snacks, you know? So that's kind of how that came to life. Yeah, I think what's, I don't know what Portland is like, but you're close to Vancouver, Canada. And British Columbia or Vancouver is known for being very, very, um, it's like the hippie part of Canada, quote unquote. So it's very um, vegan friendly. There are a lot of alternatives. It's very easy to have that lifestyle. There are a lot of restaurants. Is it is it similar to to Portland or Vancouver? Right. So I live on, in Vancouver, Washington. So um, it's like 15 minutes outside. So it's so funny because Canada, Vancouver is right on top of us, right? Mm-hmm. Which is funny because I did also go to Vancouver recently and uh, noticed that there is a lot more vegan options coming about. And there are, it's funny, they even have like vegan cheese delis, mm-hmm. and, which is so cool. You it's know? a huge it's, thing right now. Like, welcome to 2020. Besides all the craziness that's happening in the world, like, <laughs> there's, uh, there's faux meat delis and faux cheese delis, you know, like. Who would have ever thought? Like, that's amazing. Um, it, it's very similar. You know, I'm, I'm very, you know, blessed and privileged and, and, and fortunate enough to be in, a, like, a, a hub that, like, offers mm. these options because it's not, like, not everyone has these options available to them. So we also, like, I also work with local vegan um, bloggers who make their own cheese so that people can get the ingredients, and if they're not able to buy it, because it's not accessible to them, they're more than welcome to make these things at home too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I think is really interesting about charcuterie boards is, well, the word charcuterie, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a French word and it literally means cooked meat. And the history of it is, well, before I talk about the history is, so charcuterie meaning cooked meat, it's like a branch of cuisine to talk about preserved or cured meat. So right. when we use the word in English, we often think of charcuterie boards, but in French, it's just, it simply means preserved meat. And um, over time, people added flavors to it, right? They would accompany it with honey, with fruits, with cheese to complement the saltiness of the meat. And, right. and today, now it's, you know, we have these charcuterie boards. But what I think is interesting and the, the contradiction is this word charcuterie means meat. But now with the the rise in plant-based diets for nutritional reasons, but also because of ethical and environmental reasons, um, there's like this contradiction. Have you received any sort of criticism? Or yes, I have. I was just going to bring that up. Um, I have. I've actually gotten several, you know, I, I am vegan now, so I like to say that the vegan community is very passionate, and I, I understand. Being new to it, I am still learning, you know, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm not serving any meats on my board, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to explain that to people is that it's not what they think it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being that I'm bringing a different like light into to surface for people is that I'm having to explain like, yes, charcuterie. Yes. The, the, the original meaning was like salted meat, you know, but mm-hmm. now it's, it doesn't mean that it, it really does mean these boards these fun boards that people can have snacks fun boards where people can really like use it as an experience to enjoy food mm-hmm. um so yes to answer your question i have received backlash for it um but it, it hasn't stopped me i still keep going with it because there are a lot of people who are like 
she makes grazing boards. She makes snack boards. She's making boards. It's not the fact that she's having meat on there. And, you know, people will speak for themselves. So it's just easy for me to just like, let it be where it is. But if I have to like, obviously put a focal point in it and say something, I obviously do, you know? Of course. Yeah. And for every hater, you're going to have like five people that love the idea. So I just think it's really interesting how, you know, food evolves and the meaning to it, like the literal meaning, but also the connotation that it has in society, right? Like me, I think uh, I was just thinking about this early before we had the, this call, um, to my mom's, my, my parents are Portuguese immigrants and they grew up, they didn't grow up in continental Europe. They grew up on the islands, so, which is historically like a very poor part of, of, and always has been like very underdeveloped for being European. Right. And so growing up, my parents had a very plant-based diet is what we call it now, but it's just like fruits and vegetables because they couldn't afford to have meat. Correct. Yeah, meat when my mom, a luxury. Yeah, it's exactly. Always been a luxury, right? Exactly. And nowadays it's so accessible and it's so affordable, too accessible. Right. And we know the consequences of it. And but to my mom, for example, it's still ingrained in her head that that meat is is for the rich and vegetables are for the poor. And so when she sees if she were to see a plant-based charcuterie board, she'd be like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) these people are so poor, (laughs) like they can't feed their their guests <laughs> right and that's it's such a like that's such a reaction that you know coming from you know my my parents are you know from the philippines yeah and it's different right so yeah just very growing up not saying that you know we came from a very like wealthy side of the family there's definitely there was you know in the philippines it's either you're rich or you're poor but like, mm-hmm. i want to say that my family was very much like taken care of for a little bit but Meat was always a luxury, you know, mm-hmm. like even in America for a long time, like meat was a luxury. Mm-hmm. And now that we're seeing it, it's interesting because now people are like, it's not really a luxury. It's making us sick. It's, it's doing things that opposite of what it was doing for before, where people felt like high about having meat. And now people, when they think meat, it's like, too accessible too many hormones and this Mm -hmm. is coming from an american perspective just in case anyone else is listening that's not from america is that it's so it's not even meat anymore is what Mm -hmm. i'm trying to say is it's filled with chemicals that's ultimately ruining our hormones it's ruining our skin it's ruining our bodies um where that's why we're you know running into so many different health problems and Mm -hmm. i mean that's a whole different story in itself but yeah do you with that said like do you find that people still see charcuterie boards or boards, whatever you want to call it, on a, at a high regard? Because, like, I think just based on my experience, people see charcuterie boards as, like, very bougie, very European, very fancy. Do you think that's still the case when it, with plant-based boards or you plant-based know what's funny is that I love the questions you're asking me because these are questions. No, these are questions that I, I've had to deal with in the last year and a half in, in a good way. Because people are like, oh, you, because my Insta, my other Instagram handle is consciously bougie, right? Mm-hmm. So I always think about people who need to have accessibility to this. You know, these boards that I create, yes, the ones that you see on Instagram are really big because usually I'm feeding people, you know, not, not during quarantine. You know, I live with my roommates. There's only three of us, but usually it's to feed like 15 people, mm-hmm. you know? But I also let people know that these items are accessible to them. I tell people, 
You do not need to go to like a bougie grocery store to go buy your walnuts. Like you literally can go to Home Goods. You can go to Ross. Like I give those opportunities. I go to Goodwill to get my boards. Like mm-hmm. I'm not buying these wood boards at like some, you know, Neiman Marcus or some like William Sonoma. Like these boards are either donated to me. I get them at Goodwill or I, I actually like go to bargain places to find these boards so that at the end of the day, it's either I'm buying it or I have it already at home where I'm not having to spend any more money to create this experience. Mm-hmm. But And still making it express- accessible. Does that mean that, that these boards, I'm just, I'm just wondering from like a business point of view, is it a higher price day? Because fruits and vegetables can sometimes, I mean, I guess it, it depends where you are, but sometimes fruits and vegetables are more expensive than cheese and meats. Right. Um, you know, like I said, super lucky enough to be where I'm at, you know, Pacific Northwest, they are very, you know, loyal to their farmers. So farmers markets are really accessible, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but also local grocery stores. Now, the comparison between organic and, you know, conventional is about the same, you mm. know, so are like, you can literally create a board going to Trader Joe's, like, and maybe that's what I need to emphasize is that I don't know what that is. Oh, sorry. Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's is, is like a it's a grocery store. Okay. Uh, but it's very niche. Is it like uh, very cheap? It's not super cheap, but it's not super expensive. But it's it's as if you were going to like a like all the items that you would need mm-hmm. you can find there at a very like reasonable cost. Hmm. Um. Where are you located? Are you in Canada? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, what what's like comparable to Trader Joe's? We've got no frills, lobbies, lo- uh, loblaws. I think it also depends on the province. So if you're used to going to BC, it right. might be different. Yeah, I have to. Are you in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I will get back to you on that. So, <laughs> uh, but it's it's like more of like a it's it's like a friendly neighborhood grocery store that okay. people like that has but it's very niche to them because it's their product mm-hmm. um and it's like sourced from different places and they really highlight where it's coming from like they'll have like let's give an example um and i talk about my nationality and my ethnicity because i always like to find these products there but like ube is like a really big thing it's a it's a purple yam or sweet yeah yeah i mean uh, it's up in the air because people want to argue what a purple yam is. And so let me not fight anybody. But, uh, yeah, they have these pancakes now. Like, they have ube pancakes there, which is something that you can't get at a, like, normal grocery store. Maybe mm-hmm. at, like, a higher-end grocery store. Maybe they offer ube. But at this grocery store, they have these items that are, like, specialty items. But for a box of the pancake mix, it's two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's just an example. But, like, I get my, like, nuts and my dried fruit from there, where if I were to go to, like, a more expensive place, like a, you know, like a place where they sell, like, um, you know, the charcuterie side dish items, I'm looking to pay for, like, an ounce of nuts, probably, like, eight bucks, where here I can get a bag for eight dollars, and that's, like, maybe six or eight ounces, and I can spread that out a little bit more, where Mm -hmm. it's really, like, costing me less you know did you grow up making or or eating charcuterie boards I did I did I was I love cheese and but I'm lactose intolerant now as I've grown up I've got I become more maybe I've always been lactose intolerant and I was just like 
ignoring it. But I used to love Brie. I used to love, you know, Gorgonzola, blue cheese, all of it. Like, I mean. How, were you exposed to that? Like, did your parents expose you to that? Yeah, that my mom loved cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, also, but it's not like a part of Filipino cuisine. You know, what's funny is that, like, Filipinos love food. So, <laughs> so they'll eat everything. <laughs> I mean, they, we love food. So I think it's just because my family was so, and, and my, my family is also, like, very diverse. Mm-hmm. So everyone was bringing in different things all the time to, like, the dinner table where it was always a potluck. So there was always cheese. There was always dried meats. You know, there was always a variety. But I grew up with cheese. I grew up with having charcuterie boards at the table. Not because we were bougie, but just more like my family liked salami. They liked dried meats. They liked that. That was something that was delicious to them. You know, I also think it's sorry. Yeah. I also think it's such a good feeling when you can just I always say for me, wealth is when I can go to a grocery store or a restaurant and not have to look at the price tag. I can just buy whatever it is that I want. And so like. When you said, like, it's, it doesn't mean that you're bougie. It's just, like, you know, that's something that you value and that's you're willing to spend money if you have it on it. Um, right. And I think that what you say about – what you said about having such a diverse um, – like, such diversity at your kitchen, right, and your your dining room table um, at parties says a lot about your people would see this or they're going to hear this and they'll be like oh blasphemy how could she how could she not like not put meats on a charcuterie board and and people are very rigid people are very very rigid and to each their own like I can I can see it because it's it's on one hand I understand it's like a way to preserve the culture and the language um and that's why people are so like gung-ho about their definitions of what and and like what a charcuterie board is supposed to look like um but it, it yeah when you say when you tell me about how you grew up and what food was like for you as a kid, it makes sense to why charcuterie boards are such a fluid thing for you. And can it really be anything as long as it's on a board? Right. And you know, what's funny is that the Filipino culture has a lot of like Spanish influence. Yeah. Spaniards are also like the reason why there, you know, there is the dried meats in that culture because they have that in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it, it's all, it, it all goes down to bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, bougie is, there, there doesn't mean there's a price tag on bougie. Bougie is what you put on it, right? Like, mm. so it, I feel like bougie is an experience. Like, if you want to go and make a board for yourself and have a glass of Prosecco, that's bougie. If you want to have a mimosa and you want to, like, do that, that's, like, that's your version of bougie. Like, I just think that self-care is bougie. And I don't think that it has to have a price tag on it. So if you want to make a solo charcuterie board, that's bougie enough because you like nice things. And you want to curate that because it makes you feel good. Who am I, who am I to stop you? You know what I yeah. mean? And I just think that, you know, there's a, this perception that bougie and charcuterie boards are like kind of coming together. But it's not necessarily that way. Like you can literally just make a board with all the items in your house and you can call it a charcuterie board, a vegan charcuterie board, because you might just be using fruits and vegetables. I mean, that's all I'm using on my boards anyways. Like there's nothing really different from there. Yes. There's faux meats on there, but who says that you need to have that all the time? You don't, you know? 
I think that's a great way to end the episode, this conversation. <laughs> so what is bougie? What is bougie food? And what, what is, does a charcuterie board really mean to you? Everyone, I think, has their own definitions. And I think it's up to you to define it. Um, well, thank you so much. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me. Um, I have a Instagram called cruelty-free-charcuterie.com. Uh, sorry, not .com. Cruelty-free-charcuterie. <laughs> And then uh, my website is on my link in bio. There is a Squarespace that will lead you to the uh, charcuterie, cruelty-free-charcuterie.com website. Um, and yeah, check it out. If anyone's looking to see how to make a free charcuterie board, send me a message in my DM. I'll send you a free guide that I created. Um, make your own. Cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome.